Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Say, Alexa, listen to News Radio WFLA on iHeartRadio. Now back to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Ryan Gorman here with Dana McKay, James Berlander, and joining us in studio, we have our legal analyst, Felix Vega. And we've got a lot to run through this morning. Felix, thanks so much for coming in. And let's start with an update on the rape allegations made against the head of the Republican Party here in the state of Florida, Christian Ziegler. We were doing the story earlier in today's top stories about his wife, Bridget Ziegler, and uh, a vote. It was an unbinding vote or anything that doesn't have any force behind it, but a vote by the Sarasota School Board yesterday to uh, push for her resignation. Um, but we have some new details on the on the interaction between Christian Ziegler and the alleged victim here based on video that was recovered. I guess this was a video that uh, Ziegler had taken. Uh, he had deleted it, but it was uploaded to the cloud. Uh, that's how law enforcement got a hold of it. This all stems around the fact that uh, Christian Ziegler and his wife, Bridget Ziegler, had been involved with this woman in a threesome relationship um, previously. I guess uh, they were supposed to meet up and have a little tryst again. It was only Christian who showed up at the apartment. The alleged victim here uh, says that she was only. She she said I was mostly in it for her and tried yeah. to call the whole thing off. And then he showed up anyway. Yeah. Which led to Dana's idea for Bridget Ziegler's new campaign <laughs> slogan in it for Bridget. Um, and and She's absolutely brilliant. by the way. Right? And then the uh, the altercation in question takes place. So step us through that part. Yeah. So this is a new report because, like, as you said, there is now apparently cell phone video of the encounter. And it's going to come down to whether or not. It was consensual, and I think you know th that's what the um, investigators are looking at because if there's evidence on that video that it was some sort of consensual encounter, then that may not rise to the level of sexual battery, and therefore there may not be criminal charges. If it's up for debate, then that's when they're going to have to you know look at was it you know and and why would he you know film the incident knowing full well that he you know made the video would still be recovered at some point, so like. Kind of gets in the head of, you know, what Christian Ziegler was thinking, why right. he would record that. And then there's also um, a debate where there's um, a contradiction, where, rather, where a cell phone video or a surveillance video at, at her apartment complex, which shows him knocking on the front door. She alleges that she was going out the front door to walk her dog. And you know, Christian showed up, as Dana pointed out, that they were supposed to meet up for the second um, you know, threesome, if you will. And she decided she texted him and said, like, hey, I was mostly in it for, you know, Bridget. And, you know, I don't want to go through this if she's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different layers to this now in terms of what led up to him being over there at his at her apartment. What was his intent? Was his intent to forcibly go into the apartment and sexually assault her? Or did some sort of consensual encounter um, occur at this point? We don't know that second part of the story in terms of what was said on that video from the alleged victim's point of view right and a couple of questions here 
first of all, the video, the fact that law enforcement has this video, the prosecutors can see this video and the charges haven't been brought against Christian Ziegler to this point. What does that tell you? Because you would think if it was obvious in the video that we'd already be at the point where he'd be he'd be charged and arrested. Right. And that that's kind of where I'm hedging my bets on whether or not he's going to be charged or not, because they must have some sort of um, evidence that's giving them reasonable doubt as to whether or not they should charge him. I'm not saying that he wouldn't uh, necessarily be, be charged. But again, they're looking at, you know, they've got to piece all this together and they got to be very careful about what's on the cell phone video, what the story is that the alleged victim is telling the investigators, square that with Ziegler's story. Um, and then you have this, you know, the fact that they were in, you know, this wasn't a stranger um, assault. This was something where they all knew each other. Yeah. And then she has the, uh, the, vic- the alleged victim saying that she was, you know, more interested in, you know, Bridget than just Christian. Um, so there's a lot of levels to this that so they got to sort out. But I think what's going to come down to is and we're we're two months out from this, you know, half more than two months out from this allegedly um happening. So they're not charging him or they're kind of hedging their bets on whether they're gonna charge him, mm-hmm. it's gonna come down to that video. So she texts him and says, I I was more interested in, in Bridget, uh, so I don't really want to go through with this anymore. He shows up anyway, and she if she goes through with it and what's on the video, and I can't get into some of the details in terms of what's been reported about the content of the video just because it's it's too graphic. But basically, it's, not coming, it's, it's important to point out it's not coming directly from law enforcement. Exactly. It's coming from sources. But um, if that were to be correct, that report, then it would indicate that she agreed or she went along with you know what ended up taking place. But her saying that I'm not really... I was interested in her, not you. That doesn't automatically mean that she didn't consent because like when he entered the apartment, she could have changed her mind, right? Correct. And and those are all the unknowns that we don't know. There was also in the search warrant affidavit um, that was released, I believe, a week or two ago that she reports that she had been drinking. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, is that she admitted that she had had a lot of tequila that day, too. So then is she even in the right frame of mind? Right. So how does that work? Well, because if if she's obviously drunk on the video and he's like just like pushing her along Mm. and then forces himself on her, then that can be obviously within the statutes and when the jury instructions that, you know, if you're intoxicated or uh, incapacitated, then consent is not automatic. Okay. Uh, So that could be the the other factor that they're looking at. If she was intoxicated, and I'm taking this even out of this case, just more broadly speaking, you have an individual who's intoxicated and after the encounter, they allege that they were raped. But let's say there's video of it. And at no point in time did they say no or stop. That allegation can still hold because they were under the influence, correct. They're intoxicated, incapacitated. For example, if you're, you know, at, um, you know, fraternity party, and you know, some one or sorority girl is, you know, obviously drugged up or drunk, and you know, you force yourself on her, she may not, you know, fully understand, you know, what's going on, and so because of their intoxication or incapacitation, that is a that's a carve out in the jury instructions and the law where you may. You did not have valid consent. And even though it's after the fact, then, you know, the the woman or woman or man, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. they wake up and they discover they've been sexually assaulted and because and they were 
you know, intoxicated or incapacitated, then that will still hold up at a charging court. Now, final question for you on this. If you have someone who um, it becomes more of an issue of the next day, they think back on the encounter and like, I sh- she sent him been. yeah she sent him a message and said i'm not okay with what happened the other day right right and right. she went to the hospital right away um but let's take out the intoxicated part you just have somebody who the next day they say I- i'm not okay with what happened how does that change things where like allegedly during the interaction there wasn't a no or stop or anything like that but then the next day the person is saying mm, i'm not cool with that how does that work in terms of potential charges or it, 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 fault? You can still, as long as you have probable cause, you can you know bring the charges. What prosecutors need to look at is what her statements were, and you know, and the, the and this is a literally a case by case situation, just like mm-hmm. homicide. You know, sexual um, battery is one of those ones where it's like it comes down to who said what, when, and what exactly um, happened. If the next day that someone says and you know, and a lot of times in rape cases, the victim will not say no because they're afraid. Right. And right, so right. that may be the situation where she's like, oh, God, I cannot believe this is happening. It's point, but yeah. it's like, you know, let him do what he's going to do and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, every victim reacts differently because I've had, you know, a couple of sexual assault cases I handled where I'm like, why did you not say no? And it was, you know, a mother's boyfriend, for example. They're in a position of power uh, or yeah. a position of familial um, relationship. So that's a case where the victim may not, you know, be strong enough to say no, but clearly it was forced upon the victim. All right. Our legal analyst, Felix Vega, with the latest on uh, that story. And, and honestly, um, you know, we're diving into the details of the potential case, but uh, you could see as we're going through this, even if Christian Ziegler is in charge, why you have so many people calling for his resignation. Because, again, it's it's just one of those issues that's out there now plaguing the Republican Party. And he's not an elected official. And you can see why Governor DeSantis and others want him gone right now because yeah this issue is not going away anytime soon. And there are a lot of questions surrounding it. To our legal analyst, Felix Vega who has a story involving a lawsuit in Universal Studios. We've done a couple of these, and this one I thought was interesting in its own right. Uh, so what happened, this this visitor to Universal and this ride? Yeah, so when I you sent me this story yesterday, I'm like, what the heck is a Caro Seuss? A, 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 the Seuss Carousel. Right, and so I had to actually Google it to figure out what the heck the ride was, and it's a like Dr. Seuss Carousel where it's like, Instead of horses, they have all the characters from like all the Dr. Seuss stories. Oh, I've been okay. on this ride at Universal Studios. They have like the kitty part is the is Dr. Seuss land. Okay, okay, and so yeah, and the that you can like you know make the ears wiggle and all sorts of stuff like you know for the kids. I don't know. I, I don't. The carousels used to just be you know these a horse that goes up and down. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a it's, it's a carousel. Yeah, but all the characters are Dr. Seuss characters, okay. and, they and they do can all do these. Things. Yeah, they can do things. Got right. It. So apparently, this person. When she was dismounting, she fell and hurt herself, according to the report, that um, she suffered permanent and continuing um, injuries um, and impairment that's going to last into the future. Again, this is typical general lawsuit language. There's no specifics, um, unlike one of the other stories we covered 
involving a water slide at oh, Disney World. Oh, yeah, that's we have right. Some very specific. Yeah, so yes, there's yeah. not those details. specifics right now. Um, but they're they're saying that they should have known that this was a dangerous ride, and all the standard you know negligence sort of things apply. So we don't know you know the size of the person or you know what position they were in, where they you know that they have. Should they have been going on the ride where I'm assuming you have to climb onto it and mount the yeah, ride? Dana, were you fearful for your life when you were on the Dr. Seuss carousel? No, it's a ride for children. It's in the, you know, they have all the different lands at Universal Studios, and this is the one that's made for small children. You were able to safely dismount from... Uh, I was able to safely <laughs> dismount. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be said. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Anyway, back to the story. Right. So, and then I, what I did is, of course, I go down the rabbit hole as I always do on these stories. And so I looked at. Yeah, like, Felix hits me back with all these details about the ride. <laughs> I just I just saw the news story. It was like three paragraphs. I thought it was interesting. I'm like, I wonder if Felix can look into this and see what's going on. Felix is he, he's he's in some part of the website for Universal I didn't even know existed. Yeah, so they actually have a safety page um, for you know what's kind of like the ride requirements and like rider safety. Yeah, and so again, and there's actually a comprehensive list of rides, um, and they specifically target as they call them large frame guests may not be accommodated on the following rides and are strongly encouraged to try the test seats provided at the entrance of the attractions to ensure their ability to ride. Um, and so it goes on to Islands of Adventure, some of Dr. Doom's Fear Fall, Dudley do Rights, Ripsaw Falls. What uh, about this one? Was this one on the list? No, this one was not on the, on so the this list. This one's supposed to be safe for just about everybody. Like, yeah. it's really, I, you almost have to try to get hurt on this ride. I guess, because yeah. they, they list, like, the Jurassic World Velocicoaster over at Universal Studios itself, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, whatever that is, the Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. I thought this was hysterical. Large frame person should not engage in the race through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> or the Revenge of the Mummy. So, so on those rides, they have a specific uh, carve out, letting people know, like if you're a certain size, this well, could be yeah, extra yeah, dangerous. Because those are the ones that need, you know, you need secure yeah. seats. Right. So if you can't fit, you can't fit. So it seems like, based on what Dana's experience was with this ride, is going to be a tough one for this woman to win. I think so because I'm looking. There's a picture I found where you know the ride's kind of. Yeah, the, they're low to the ground. Um, so yeah, it sounds not, like she just tripped, and yeah, it was just a freak yeah. accident. She tripped and fell and got hurt and is now trying to sue the park. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know what the obvious danger of riding on whatever the heck right, is Right, she tripped picture. and fell and figured, what the hell? Let me yeah. see if I can get some money out of Universal. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. exactly what this sounds like. Back to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. All right, back now with our legal analyst, Felix Vega. So last time we talked about this Gabby Petito Brian Laundry uh, civil trial, we had the development that uh, Brian Laundry had apparently texted his mother uh, at one point, she's gone, I need a lawyer. I think we can all, you know understand what was going on what there she's gone meant yeah um what right now there there are new developments though over the past couple of days so what's happened now yeah so what they did those allegations came out in another complaint or filing with the court um where they made those allegations against the laundry saying that they were aware of certain facts about the case of uh, where 
Gabby's body may have been located, um, you know, just more stronger details about the conversation that they may have had with Brian Laundrie um, before the investigation kind of wrapped up and everything. So what was filed this week was um, a response or an answer to that complaint where Brian La- or the Laundries have now responded, but they're denying the level of detail that's included in the filing by the Petito. So, for example, okay. they're talking about, you know, we didn't know where the body was located. Yes, we had communications with, with Brian that he wanted us to um, hire an attorney, but they deny the scope of anything that, that what was actually going on or in terms of any details of the murder. They didn't know the why. Exactly. Just, they, they knew that he needed a lawyer, but, uh, and the Gabby Petito was missing, but, you know, who could have ever put two and two together in terms of what that actually Yeah, you would meant. never suspect that if your son's girlfriend disappears and he says she's gone and he needs a lawyer, that he <laughs> right. did anything to her. Exactly. So it's just, they're kind of trying to soften the blow um, on those allegations. Uh, and this is typical what you go back and forth in terms of, um, it's like filing a motion to dismiss in criminal cases where yeah. You either admit or you deny certain allegations against you uh, in an effort to get the 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 lawsuit or the the charges thrown out. So this is going to be going back and forth, and also you have um, their the Laundry's uh, Brian Laundry's attorneys involved in this. Um, he's claiming attorney client privilege that he anything he may or may not have said um, is protected uh, mm. as well. So this is more about the back and forth for the the Petitos. I think the allegations were strong. However, the Laundries are now denying the right. level of detail. Sure I know they would exactly. So all right, Felix Vega, our legal analyst with us. Felix, really great stuff this morning. Thanks Thank so you. much. The Ryan Gorman Show, 5 to 9, every weekday morning on News Radio WFLA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.